Hello there. This is Timothy Gruber, evangelist called, saved by the grace of God, to minister for the Lord Jesus Christ as his unworthy servant, yet again made worthy by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, slain from the foundation of the world. We're continuing this week in the word of the King with Deborah Gaudier and her testimony. This is part two of that. And again, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of the King is, there is power, and you may say unto him, What doest thou? And again, let's have a quick word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we continue part two here with Sister Deborah Gaudier, we want to thank you, dear God, for the way you've ministered to souls through part one, for the way you're going to minister to souls through part two of this broadcast and her testimony. And again, Lord God, we pray, Father, that you would grant souls repentance to the knowledge of the truth according to your sovereign will and decree. And we just beseech you, Lord God, for you, dear God, to impute your righteousness, dear God, to souls who have yet to perceive it. And we just give you thanks, dear God, that you're not slack concerning your promises. Some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, according to your foreknowledge of your elect. And we just also beseech you, Lord God, also that you would, again, help your elect who have already come unto you by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, to be encouraged by Sister Deborah's testimony, and to be compelled, dear God, to all the more compel those who are bound in the sin of sodomy, homosexuality, as it's given unto them to come and be born again by the grace of the living God according to your word and of your spirit. If we know that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, we pray and give thanks. Now, before I give it over to Deborah, as I shared with you in the last broadcast, I myself was delivered from uh, sodomite homosexual tendencies, though I am a almost 33-year-old virgin by the grace of God. The difference between me and you, my friend, listening, if you're a homosexual, is God never suffered me, thankfully, to actually engage in the physical act. But then again, I was too ashamed to actually come out and seek anybody to do so. I was very ashamed of what I was becoming, actually. Being obsessed with Michael Jackson and uh, practically adoring that guy as a lost man on my way to hell. I, again, like Michael, was very much obsessed with my midsection, very uh, effeminate. My mother had to often come in and smack me when she would find me in my room playing with myself. And before all was said and done, feeling rejected by the opposite sex, being often made fun of, being called fag, faggot by my peers, all because I couldn't get none of the girls in my class that I liked to like me. Uh, I started to entertain the thought that perhaps I was what they were calling a fag, and I only went from fantasizing at night and doing the M-word, thinking of young girls in my class to ultimately other young guys in my class. And again, if you're straight and you're not in any way, shape, or form homosexual, I don't say that to gross you out, but I say that for the sake if any homosexuals listening, whether male or female, that I might all the more by God's grace get their attention and get their ear so they can now listen to Sister Deborah here as she continues her testimony how God officially brought her out of the sodomite lesbian way of death. It's not a way of life. Take it over. Thanks, Tim. Um, and hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. We're glad you're here. You know, when I met Jesus, I did. I got born again in the Spirit. Now, that is a supernatural thing. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how it happens. It's just God reaches down from heaven, and He saves us. He rescues us from the darkness, and He translates us into His kingdom. And His kingdom is, is righteousness. That means we're in right standing with Him. And it's peace and joy. So, I mean, it's a good place to live. No matter what's going on around you, you have peace, you have joy, and you know that you're right with God. That's where I live and a whole lot of other people. Now, I'll tell you, getting born again is one thing. But remember, I believed, like many of you, that God made me homosexual, that I was born that way. So all of a sudden, I opened the Word of God, and I am not kidding you. I opened up the section of the Bible 
that was talking about homosexuality is sin. It's sexual immorality. And uh, if you look at 1 Corinthians 6, 9, it tells you about that. that those, that's what some of you were, but you've been washed by the blood. Well, when I read that I was in sin, I was horrified. I mean, what? How could this be? I thought I was gay. I thought I was born this way. Well, I'll tell you, it was not an easy journey. And the first thing that happened was I had to trust this God who was a man, who was a father. And my father was not a good father. He was very violent, abusive. He abandoned us when I was 10 years old. I didn't see my dad again until I was an adult woman. I was a lieutenant on the police department when I got a call that my dad had murdered his girlfriend. So my dad actually went to, to prison and served a life sentence. He's since passed away. But I'll tell you what, I had no clue. And so I had to, at that moment... And this is what I want you to hear, because so many people tell me, well, Deborah, you mean you can't be a Christian and be gay? Listen, it's not my opinion or what I think. It's what God says. And God says we have to repent. We have to turn from our wicked ways, and we have to follow him. So what happens is when, you fa when I faced that truth, I had to make a decision right then whether to follow Jesus and turn away from my sin or to stay in, my, in, the, in the darkness. And I will tell you, when you're born again, it comes as a seed. It's just like if you planted a plant. If you don't water that seed and, and nurture that plant, it's not going to break ground. It's not going to live. And that's what happens with the Word. And so, you know, I mean, at that point, I could have made the decision to stay in my sin and justify my sin and try to, you know, and now get on the bandwagon with the whole entire culture in the, in, the, in the world. And you know what? That doesn't make it right. I don't care if the president endorses. I don't care if the, the, the pope endorses it. It's still wrong in God's eyes. And so when I made that choice, it was rough. I'll tell you guys, it's not easy. Because you have to deny yourself. You have to deny your selfishness. Because that's what it is. It's selfishness. And you have to get in the Word and get your mind renewed. You have to get... For me, it was like a wrecking crew came in. They had to not only demolish... The house was destroyed, but they had to demolish the foundation. Because my whole foundation was on a lie. I thought God made me that way. He did not. He has not created any species called homosexuality or homosexuals. It's male and female were made in his likeness and image, period. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't call some people to be single. I'm called to be single. Maybe my brother Groover, Tim here is, is called to be single. And if you're called to be single, he gives you the grace to be single. We don't take a vow like a priest and we're going to be religious about it. No, it's a gift from God. And so you don't struggle with lust, which is a really cool thing. That doesn't mean I don't love men. I love men. I love the fact that they're different than us. And they're strong and they're protectors. That's how God created men. And you know what? If you're a man and you're not, if you're not like masculine, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean you are gay. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It just means you're sensitive. And there's all kinds. We all have different personalities. And again, I would ask, what music are you listening to? Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about what we receive in, what we let into our temple, what we, what we watch, what we listen to. And you know what? Just say, if you got Michael Jackson, if you got Elton John, if you got George <laughs> Michaels, if you got Boy George, I've heard it all before, trash it. It's not doing you any good. Yeah, so, it, it, you know, it's really about 
God's word and just getting quiet and letting the our your, your heavenly Father speak tenderly to you because that's what He did with me, and it was a journey. You know, it started uh, right after I got born again. I got water baptized, and you know, I had to call my sister in Chicago and ask her what to do because I didn't have any clue. And she says, "Well, you have to get hooked up in a church." I go, "Well, where do I go?" And so she found this non-denominational Christian church here in Vegas, which, by the way, is a mega church here. It's got sixteen thousand members. Lots of people go. It's not religion. Our pastor was. You know, he wears flip-flops and, and jeans. I mean, it's not about what you wear. It's not about dressing it up. It's about come as you are. In fact, the motto at our church is it's okay not to be okay. Just come. And so that's what I did. I just came and I listened to the word and I got connected in, into a true community that truly loved me. And then all of a sudden, I began to have these really cool relationships with women that weren't that had no lust involved. There was no desire for them sexually because they were because I had true love now, and I was just loving women in a way that pleases God. And women were loving me because these are my Christian sisters. So it was amazing, and so I've been on this journey 15 years. Now, it hasn't all been good. I mean, I've had my moments. We get tempted in this world, especially being a single woman. I have to watch what I watch. Like Tim says, you just can't listen to anything. I can't watch anything on the sh you know, just anything on TV. If it's full of violence, if it's full of fornication, I can't watch all that stuff because it, it causes you to struggle. But you know what? I haven't missed out on anything. In fact, what I have is so much more fulfilling and richer. So if you guys are in this place right now, I mean, you know what? If, you're, if you want to stay where you're at, that's okay too. Let me tell you, God is a gentleman. He does not kick the door in. You know, I worked with cops, man. If we went in, we were coming in, and we'd kick your door if you didn't open the door. But God knocks gently, and if he, he invites, if you invite him in, he'll come in. If you... Keep the door closed and harden your heart. He will not force his way in. And that's what I love about him. He's gentle. I didn't have to fear him like my dad. And let me just emphasize, Jesus did say in St. John six thirty seven, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. No, he doesn't force you in. He doesn't force himself in, in the sense that Deborah's saying. But he does draw his own sheep with a very irresistible love. Absolutely. So it's been, you know, it's been a, a tough, it's been a, it's been a challenging journey, but I'll tell you what, it's been an adventure. And until you are born again, until you're translated out of darkness and you start following this amazing king who's coming back, this is his earth. I mean, he, the whole universe belongs to him. He's a king, by the way. We don't elect him. He's, he's king and he's coming back. So either you're with him or you're against him. There's no middle ground on this. And I just want you to consider that as you're considering what you're hearing today. And, um, and I'm encouraged that you tuned in and thank you for that. Because God loves you and he, it's not a coincidence that you tuned into this program today. It's God speaking to you through two servants here that have surrendered their lives to him and said, Jesus, you can use my life. It's pretty wrecked, messy, whatever, but you can have it. And he loves that. He uses people that other people would not even think are qualified. That's what I love about him. So it doesn't matter where you're at. And so, you know, it's been, a, it's been incredible. If you guys want to know more about this, about the truth, I mean, not what the culture's saying, but what the Word of God says, and you want to see and hear, read a, a real testimony, a real testimony of what... Uh, of what 
you know, it is to be in the kingdom out of the darkness and what it is to be walking on this path with Jesus uh, as a heterosexual woman or man and just totally fulfilled and living just joy-filled, radical life, passionate about life. And you heard my testimony. Had he not shown up, I would be not here, you guys, and I'd be in a dark place right now. I would not be in heaven. I would have been in hell because I did not know Jesus. I had not surrendered my life to him, and I confessed him as my Lord. I would end up in hell. Does that mean God doesn't love me or, or he's a mean God? No, it just means that he gives us an opportunity to say yes to him, and he may pursue us for a long time. He may just give us that opportunity on our deathbed, but we got to make that choice. So if you want to hear, read more or even read about my testimony, check it out. My my uh, book is called Bright Lights, Dark Places, and uh, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's anywhere books are sold. You can go to my website, you can contact me, my email and my uh cell phone are on there if you want to ask questions and by the way if you want to argue don't call me I don't have time for arguing and drama and all this hate-filled stuff I'm just reaching out for those of you who want answers who are struggling right now and you don't want this desire anymore you want to change you want something different if that's you check out my website Deborah Gauthier it's D-E-B-R-A Gauthier G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R dot Tate author Tate is T A T E author A U T H O R dot com and I believe there'll be a link Tim on your website as well so you can also check in uh, on on Tim's website and Lord willing as soon as I get that website up the address will most likely be www dot the word of the king dot com So I, Tim's going to read a scripture that really is my life scripture, and it's uh, the Apostle Paul is the one who penned it. And uh, it's, it's amazing because, you know what, I've lost everything for the sake of Christ. I've lost my reputation, my career. I lost friends. I lost families. Remember, my whole community was the gay community. I lost all, the, all of them. Because it's funny, I didn't reject them. They rejected me because they felt like I was a traitor. But let me tell you, I didn't trade anything. I just traded my, my sin-filled, miserable life for a life of Christ, in Christ that is life-filled and joy-filled. And that text to which Deborah was alluding is Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 through 11. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10 reads, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Verse 11, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. This is the halfway point. Here in the Word of the King, and again, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover, and we have this week again for the second time, Sister Deborah Gaudier, an ex-lesbian saved by the grace of God. Again, Deborah, if you want to continue on until five minutes of, then we will conclude this final edition with you in the Word of the King. All right, well, 
It's exciting. I'm glad to be here, and uh, you know, I'm 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 excited for you, all of you listeners. And you know, it's funny. I shared my testimony a few weeks ago at a church, and I was just sharing. You know, not a lot of people want to speak out about this issue, especially today, because you could go to jail. They say that's hate speech. But let me just tell you, there's no hate in this. Our message is love. It's all about love, because God loves people, and He finds us in our mess. And he turns, if we will surrender, he'll turn our mess into our message. And that's what Jesus has done in my life. He's made my mess my now my message. But I was sharing my testimony at a church. It was, you know, my it's a big mega church. And we were, I was doing a, a segment at Celebrate Recovery. And there was, after I finished, a man came up and he had been, you know, he, his daughter brought him there, and he said that was his first time at church that night. He didn't really want to go, but his daughter dragged him there. And then after hearing my testimony, he came down to me on the floor, and he, he had tears running down his face, him and his daughter. And he said, Deborah, you don't know me. This is my first night in church. But I will tell you this. Your testimony gave me hope. Because I have a daughter right now. Her name is um, Ollie. But that's not her real name. She's living in San Francisco with her girlfriend now. Her name is Olivia. And she was my beautiful daughter who has now gone this other way, and she is living in homosexuality. And I was hopeless. I thought that was the end of my daughter. But you gave me hope. And that's what my message is, you guys. In Jesus, there is hope. I was in the world without God and I was hopeless. And a lot of you are feeling that same pressure. And it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. People say, oh, well, you know, we're just going through this transition this time. No, if you read the Bible, God's word is clear. We're coming to the end of this age, which means there's going to be a new age. It's not the new age nonsense. It's out in the culture. No, 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 no. We don't ascend to God and become gods or we are gods. That's a bunch of nonsense. No, the new age is the millennial reign of Jesus Christ on the earth. He's going to come back as a king. He's running the place. And you're going to want to be on his side. He's a king, and he's a warring king. And there's going to be a mighty war on the earth. He's going to annihilate the enemy. You are not going to want to be serving Satan when Jesus comes back. And you say, well, I don't serve Satan, Deborah. No, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you are by default serving the snake. The high angel that was kicked out of heaven for rebellion. I know it's horrifying, but I actually had a dream right before I was saved, before I was born again in the spirit. And in this dream, I saw this shepherd on a plateau and he had a flock of sheep. And as I'm watching this, it was like a movie. I'm in the dream, right? I'm sleeping. And all of a sudden, I'm watching this shepherd lead this, you know, we had like a uh, a staff, and he had the, the cover on, you know, the hood, so I couldn't see his face, his back was to me. But he was leading the sheep over to the edge of the cliff, and they were leading them over the edge to their death, and they would fall to their death like a thousand-foot cliff. And I was horrified. I was watching this in my dream, and, and I'm thinking, how can a shepherd be leading the sheep to death? And all of a sudden, the shepherd turned around, and I saw his face. It was dark. These eyes were black coals, uh, and he was, it was Satan. Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light. He comes masquerading himself as God himself. But he's not God. He is a fallen angel. And you do not want to follow him over the edge of that cliff to destruction and death. And that's what happens when we live in our sin and we don't repent and we don't invite Jesus into our hearts. 
So today I'm encouraging you, if you've been touched by this message or you have questions, you can contact Tim or I. Um, we're here to pray for you, and we're also here to answer questions. But let me tell you, folks, this is serious, and we don't have a lot of time. We're living in the end times. I don't care what people say, oh, they've been saying that. No, no, no. It's all about Israel and what's going on over there. And this is the time of salvation. This is the time to say, you know what, God, you're re you're. I need to know you. Who are you? Ask him, and he will reveal himself to you. Yeah, let me just say on that note, as I was praying and seeking God, one thing I know for sure, this world as we know it is not going to see the next century. We might have a little more time to go than what some believers think, but this world is not going to see the next century. You can mark that much down. But anyways, we wind down again here on the Word of the King. Reading from Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Now the flesh, hey, the flesh is forever lusting, Ever sinning habitually. That's what the flesh is all about. It's about forever lusting. And lust is to live under Satan's tyranny. Ever sinning habitually. That's a phenomenon there, by the way, known as acrostics. It's where the letters of a word define the, le the word itself. The flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. The spirit talking about the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God. And these, talking about the spirit versus the flesh, which is your nature that you inherited from Adam as a result of the fall. Wherefore, as by one man we're told in the book of Romans... Sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Hence it is written, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. You were born in iniquity, and you were in sin conceived. Hence marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. For except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I got a shirt on right now that says, Born again. I wasn't born right the first time. Then again, neither were you. Hence you must be born again. But anyways, that nature you inherited from Adam, it is written, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. The law. Talking about the thou shalt and the thou shalt not. We're told uh, that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace is God's righteousness at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. It cost Jesus something for you, sinner, to know the riches and the righteousness of God. Imputed to you, passed down to you. Now the works of the flesh, again, the nature you inherited from Adam, are manifest through these. It is written, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now adultery, Jesus made it clear. It is written, thou shalt not commit adultery. And he also said that whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Hey, pornography addict, you're nothing but an habitual adulterer is all you are in the sight of God. Repent, turn from your wicked ways, or else you're going to forever be cast away into a lake of fire, and you're going to forever be an inhabitant of the kingdom of darkness. May God turn you from your wicked ways before you go out and end up raping some poor soul. Fornication. Sex outside of marriage. Sodomite and homosexual. That includes you. Heterosexual. You who aren't homosexual, but nevertheless didn't wait until marriage. That includes you. Going down through here. Some of these other ones in cleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. 
It is written, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thus saith the Lord, Who or what is your God? Who or what you seek peace from? Who or what you depend on and trust in in life? For the sake of the next life, that's your God. Is that Jesus Christ, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Manifest in the flesh? The fullness of the Godhead bodily, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, is that him? If not, you're guilty of idolatry, and all idolaters shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Witchcraft. Witchcraft, are you indulging in the occult, in the book of shadows, and perhaps the so-called satanic Bible, the writings of Anton LaVey? The sorcerers shall not have their part in the kingdom of God, but the sorcerers shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone as well. Drunkenness, think of drunkenness. The drunkard shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. We're told that all the law in the book of Galatians is fulfilled in this one word. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You've not always treated others the way you would like to be treated. Jesus said the first and greatest commandment is like this. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. The fact that you sinned in the first place is proof you've not loved the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Murders. Again, whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him, it is written. God equates ungodly hatred in the heart for your neighbor, your brother, as murder. And he holds you just accountable for murder as he does Charles Manson or any other mass murderer who actually takes the gun or takes the knife or whatever and actually executes the act. Heresies, damnable teachings. Hello, all you occultists out there. Hello, Roman Catholic. Hello, Mormon. Hello, Jehovah's Witness. I'm not going to go through all of these. You're all teaching damnable heresies. Except you repent, as it's given unto you from heaven, you shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but you shall be as the wicked, whom the Lord has made for the day of evil, according to Proverbs 16, verse 4. But again, we're told in the book of uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and such were some of you. But you are washed, but you are sanctified. So if you come unto Jesus, unto him that loveth us, and washes from our sins in his own blood, and whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, you are going to be found as one, having been predestinated under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of God's will. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Oh, your sin is weighing down on you, sinner, and you know it. Hey, you who are born again, are you pursuing holiness without which no man shall see the Lord? Are you seeking, pursuing peace with all men? Are you looking to do good unto all, especially they who be of the household of faith? Hey, Christians, stop fighting and stop bickering with one another. Why don't you start forgiving even as Christ Jesus forgave us according to God's will? Even as God the Father forgives us, why don't we start walking in love one toward another and let all men know that we are his disciples thereby? Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth. That shall he also reap. Preve itself to his flesh. Again, the nature that you got, the sinful nature you got from Adam, shall of the flesh reap corruption, but eat itself to the Spirit, talking with the Holy Ghost, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. It is written in Philippians chapter 2. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, Jesus was one with the Father and is one with the Father. He's God manifest in the flesh, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, in Hebrew which Yeshua, every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua Mashiach is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's not a matter of if you're going to bow. It's only a matter of when you're going to bow. For it's appointed a man wants to die, but after this the judgment. Oh, the Apostle Paul, he said, Be found in him. Talk about being found in Christ. Not having his own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. May you know the righteousness which is of God by faith, and that by the faith of Jesus Christ. May you know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That's right. You may suffer indeed. Jesus said you're going to be hated of all men for his name's sake. Fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear not them which kill the body, but after that can do no more, Jesus said. And then you may also be made found conformable unto his death as one predestined to be conformed to his image. According to Romans 8, For we know the Lord hath mercy, and whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. May God draw you as one chosen to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief in the truth. As one ordained to eternal life. And may you know him in spirit and truth and worship him. And at the last, precious in his sight will be your death. This has been the Word of the King. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next week, God bless you and yours.